It is 101, live from the NR92 studios. This is the Shane Clausing Show, once again, here on another Saturday at Nate. It's beautiful out. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Wonderful. once again, joined by the regulars. Uh, right across from me, from me for once is not Aiden Standard or Liam Jackson. Just no, sick. it is Declan Kruger. The man himself. How you doing, Shane? I'm doing great. And to my left, we got the good old Aiden Standard. Yeah, sorry we're a minute late. I had to listen to Need You Now yeah. before we got started. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, banger. First, our thoughts and prayers go out to Liam Jackson. He, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> our, yes, yes. One of our, on the one of our regulars broke his on leg. On the DL. Yeah. Uh, please Wishing you a speedy to- recovery here from the Shane Clausen <laughs> Show, bud. Keep your head up. Keep your head up, kids. Keep your head up. Poor guy. Deserves better, for sure. He well, does not deserve to break well, his leg, slipping on water well. at the bar. Ah, well. Win some, lose some. Clumsy guy, yeah. clumsy guy. I mean, we know you'll bounce back stronger than ever and before be back midnight. here in the studio before you. I know mean, it. we need someone to help me out with hating on LeBron here. Mm. So, yeah. See, no, you guys just lost one of your. I got nothing your to barrels. say this week. He's yeah, you know what? He, he really didn't do anything didn't, this week. Just a quiet week. Clutch against game. Denver. Nice so there you go. Yeah, he made some. He had the fadeaway package, the Hall of Fame fadeaway package. Paid an extra five k VC, and he was banging him in. I guess so. the biggest thing we could say about uh, LeBron James this week is Juju Smith Schuster is trying to get him to sign with the. Pittsburgh yeah, that is just Steelers. so weird. <laughs> Did you see he started following the NFL on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's like. I don't think he's going to do it, but I think he's like, well, maybe. How tall is Juju Smith Schuster? Uh, like six three, I thought. Six three, like it's pretty s- freaky when you see LeBron next yeah. to someone who's actually like above average height, and he's just a mammoth. Like the guy's huge. He's a he is like he's just a freak. He's like nature. looks like Juju Smith Schuster looks like his kid, and he's like six three two twenty. Yeah, he's like a, LeBron's kid. It's just there's terrifying. a there's a picture of Paul George standing next to Yao Ming. Yeah, and it, the caption's like, by the way, Paul George is six ten, and yeah. he looks like an infant next to Yao Ming. Juju is six foot one. Yeah, so he's okay. like you know it's, he's about pretty, my height, pretty good height. But yeah, LeBron just makes him look like a child. It's just so sick. I would love to see Le- LeBron he, just put football gear on. He played in high school. It. He played in high school. Did he really? Yep. Nah, probably. The guy's he, a freak athlete. People Everyone think plays. he could have made the NFL. Obviously, like once you make the NBA and you're the athlete you are, that's a bit of a stretch. But all that's those guys are like saying. dual sports athletes because they're just freaks. Yeah. Like they all play at least one other sport. Usually, like, like, even Nate Robinson played college football. Yeah. And he's like five they play like football. Four. Football, basketball. Some people play baseball in yeah. some states. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson has been. He's at spring training. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. The Tebow. Mets say he's going to make the team. Yeah, that's a lie. No, I would love do it just to bring. Fans well, yeah, yeah. Just they're, to bring. Fans I would. I would love to see him make the so. squad. I'm rude. I like Tim. I'm like the only guy in the world who likes Tim Tebow. Well, Tim this Tebow ruined my uh, 13th he, birthday. So was that how long ago it was? Birthday. Yeah, dude. Where, I was when he beat the Steelers. the Steelers in overtime. That was on my 14th birthday. Seven years ago. This mic cover stinks. NR92. Fix this. Someone didn't brush their teeth before they used this thing. It's I remember watching. Gross. I remember watching that. T- I think it was to Emmanuel Sanders on the slant route. Demarius just, Thomas. It was de- yeah, Demarius yeah. Thomas. And then Sanders went to just Denver two years after that. Okay, so to yeah. join Manning and that team. Yeah, and then did he Super win a bowl Bowls. at the end of the day? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. He was on the team when everyone the was on the Panther bandwagon and yeah, and then the, uh, defense wins championships. Then they won. Then they beat the Steelers like thirteen seven or something like, or not the Steelers, the Patriots in the cha- AFC Championship. They yeah, beat like 13, it was like yeah. ten, and like they it p- was just some stinker. They picked off Brady, I think. Like, yeah, it was uh, just some stinker. Yeah, it was. Speaking about NFL, how about the Cleveland Browns? I was yesterday? just going to say they're making moves like they're going all in next year. Like yeah. you would fit like the the moves they're making, you would think they're like a twelve and four team yeah, trying to like get over the hump. They're making big moves to go from an zero and sixteen team to a four and twelve. Yeah, team. Like, it's I mean, like they've got a solid three wins coming. Yeah, they got three four wins. Now. I could almost see, guaranteed. I could see a six and ten season. Yeah, like. They played Baltimore. Did they get rid of their? They didn't get rid of their first the first round pick. Did they? They're still taking. No, they have they have two 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 top five picks. I think. Okay, that's good. Here's the final tally from uh, yesterday's Browns trade trades. I guess you could say the Browns acquired Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, and Demarius Randall, the Packers' fourth and fifth round picks in 2018, in exchange for a 2018 third round pick, a 2018 fourth, a 2019 seventh, and a 2018 fourth and fifth round pick. Tyrod so Taylor. The Packers and Browns basically just swapped picks. Yes. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, it's, it's not elite by any measure, but huge upgrade from what the Browns had. Yeah, so but, huge but upgrade. I, I don't understand this because this NFL draft is so deep so they in gonna, quarterbacks. Are they like gonna Sam pick Darnold, Saquon Barkley then? I, I, think, that's I, think, the move. I think he's a slam think, dunk to go number one now. Yeah, I think when you trade, yeah, trade for a quarterback. I yeah, I saw like I it's like the USC guy in the UCLA, Sam Darnold. And what's the other guy's name? Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, and then there's like some other guy. There's that uh, Josh Allen. As yeah, well, Josh Allen, and he's like I saw some guy had him like first on his mock yeah. draft, but he's like he's not really that good yet. But I think he could be like no, the I, best quarterback in the league in some yeah, time. Yeah, he'll 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 definitely go first round. But so, yeah, the, the 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 big it's pretty, bu- 
Sorry, go ahead. The big five quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year are Sam Donald, Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. But they went with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, well, I mean. I don't see it. I, well, I think to the, Aiden's the point, they went, is, with, they went with Tyler, so they'd have a slam dunk drafting Saquon Barkley. The thing I don't understand, though, is that even if you're bringing Tyrod Taylor in and you're going to draft a quarterback, Tyrod Taylor hasn't been in the league that long. Like he's not going to groom your up and coming quarterback. What what is well, Ty- can, other I mean, than this year? What has Tyrod Taylor accomplished? He, I mean, for Christ's well, sake, he got, he he got benched in like week thirteen, which was a horrible, call. which was terrible. Call. I mean, like yeah, like I agree with what you said. He's not going to be there. Like he's not a veteran presence to mentor the young up and comers, but he can still be there. He can still play. Like you said, he's young. Even if you you know take Saquon one, and then you have your fourth pick, take one of the quarterbacks. He can still hold the reins until that guy's ready to take over. I think the Browns are like. Even if it's a different style match. They don't want to like throw. They don't want to pick another first overall pick with the quarterback, yeah. throw him in there, and then not have him perform. So they're happy with like developing a guy, taking a slow roll on it a little bit. And Tyrod Taylor, I mean, like yeah. we said, he's not elite, but he's not like a bad quarterback by any stretch. He's yeah, not they'll a be happy to uh, take him. The one thing I like about the Browns' um, receiving core, though, Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry yeah, aren't nice. bad targets to And uh, yeah. what about, you just what's hope- Terrell Pryor doing on that team? Is he still there? Oh my goodness! I haven't heard that name since Madden 12. I think he was like he's like my third string quarterback on Madden 12. Yeah, he's like I remember like the one year when they were just horrible. I think he is still there, and though. he was like throwing the ball one play and then just wide receiver the next play. Yeah. It was just awesome. Let's see wide receiver. And then just speak just a little to segue. Did you see how strong the Rams secondary got? Yeah. Marcus Peter and Aqib Tlaib. Oh yeah, my. what about With the, True Johnson yeah, as your third up? Oh my so, god! What's my, uh, Seattle blowing it up? Yeah, Richard obviously Sherman the Legion of Boom released. is dead now. Yep. It's gone. Well, now Richard Sherman might go to the 49ers. I'd love to see him sign rumor. with my Washington Redskins. Him and Josh Norman. That's probably a better secondary so than the, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib. What was the reason they released him? Was it just concern about age and then the hamstring injury that he's going to lose foot ha- speed essentially? Hamstring, and yeah. then I think they realized, look, we were. What nine and seven? They want last an offensive year. line we're, a little bit. It's time to rebuild, kind of. I think they're like in a position where they're like they maybe can blow up their defense a little bit, and as long as their defense is average, if they get a good offensive line, I mean they're pretty good offensively with Russell Wilson. He's yeah. proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, no, and it's going. It's they going, had a horrible old no line. Question. They weren't much of a team last year, so it's amazing how much that fail Mary game against the Packers like five years ago did to the Seattle Seahawks. Like it turned around that franchise for the. Yeah, the last yeah. five years. Like, if Russell Wilson doesn't win that game, Matt Flynn's starting at quarterback, and Wilson <laughs> probably isn't playing in the NFL. Yeah, he's probably a yeah. CFL quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I that's got, kind of a hypothetical. I mean, yeah, but it's I could, a hypothetical. The guy it. has ridiculous talent. It's a big what if, but maybe he does. Like, just talent in a, in a vacuum, he's got it all. Can scramble. Can yeah, he's just throw small. from the pocket. Arm strength. Very high IQ. It's funny. And he how, doesn't like, really have that many weapons around him. Like, no. yeah, Javon Curse. I guess. Um, if you, What's the guy's name? Looking. Graham, the tight end? Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. It, he's yeah, gone he's now, isn't best he? target. I don't know. He was last year, though, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. He got traded know. from New Orleans to Seattle, I think. I think I'm sure my friend there. Abby is listening right now and is not happy with how we're talking about the Seahawks. Is she a Seahawks fan? She's a big Seahawks uh, fan. I have a Seahawks, too, she's, somewhere. She's so very she unhappy. Joe Fukes, big Seahawks fan. Yep. Big Juicy yep. Joe. I was Juicy a huge Joe. Seahawks fan when they had Sean Alexander. Had the Matt so Hasselbeck the jersey. He'd rock the Matt Hasselbeck jersey. Classic. We're going to take the ball first. We're going to get a touchdown. And yeah. just pick that's, six. that's a bold that's, statement. That's, yeah, that's, Brett, that's, that's a good that's one. That's a bold statement. I would have never said that. Yeah. All right. We we're, 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 we're going to have to go to commercial, boys. Yeah. When we come back, we're talking about the Toronto Raptors. And they are for real, folks. The Toronto Raptors defeat the Houston Rockets last night and their 17-game win streak. Someone have to do continue, it. continue theirs. We'll be, we'll be back on the Shane Clausing Show and NR92. <laughs> we are back here on the Shane Clausing Show and NR92. Declan Kruger, Aiden Stanner joining me here in the studios. Boys, big, ni- big win for the Raptors last night. Defeating the Houston Rockets, knocking off their 17-game win streak. Kyle Lowry, he had 30 points. I think it was like yep. 7 of 9 from 3-point land. Yeah, like he game. was massive. He DeMar was huge last night. Clutch shots. JV even had a good night. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. DeMar, 23. And 7, I think. 23-7-2. I mean, like, really? The Raptors are for real. Like, people. It's, well, they're, it's a good, they're a great team, no question. But they're not getting out of the East. I don't know Who's how beating them? Like Cleveland, of course. How? I feel like it's... Who, you think Cleveland's okay, going to be able so to get, get past who, okay. Boston? Of and course, Toronto? Of course. Who do you, who would you rather have, DeRozan and Lowry or LeBron and Kevin Love? DeRozan Lowry oh, right stop. now. Stop. Stop Ke- it. Stop it. No, you Kevin just Lowe's, lost all credibility. Ke- Kevin Love's hurt. Hey, I Kevin can Love say- is hurt. Well, obviously I'm talking about a healthy Kevin Love. 
And take those away. Who has the better supporting cast? Norman Powell and Jonas Valanciunas? You really want those guys over Rodney Hood, Jeff Green, Larry Nash, Jordan Clarkson? The only thing the Raptors have is the coach edge. Who's got the best bench bench in the NBA? Not Toronto. What do you mean, not Toronto? Who, who, who's coming off the bench? That you, OJ Anabwe? Hey, is he really the game? Yeah, right no, it's OJ Anabwe. Norman see, Powell. See, I, I haven't bothered to learn Fleet, his name. CJ Miles. Fred, those are, those are all Pascal, such Yakim. replacement oh, level players. This guy, Malcolm Miller, who I didn't even hear of. Yeah, there's a, like their you didn't, there's a reason he you didn't hear of him. He had seven points last night against the Rockets. It, what, what were his last ten games like? Two points, zero points, zero points, three points? The Raptors have anyone you could slot into that lineup who could You could come, say the same about the Cavs. LeBron and the Cavs. There's a, no chance they get past the Cavs. What and do you mean there's no they're chance? They're a good what? team. They're a good team. The Raptors are for real, no question. But we've – I just – I sound like a broken record. We've seen it time and time again with the Cavs. And you know what else we've seen time and time again? DeRozan and Lowry come up short in the playoffs. You, you know who has the third most wins okay, in the last two years? I, I saw that I stat. Doesn't mean. No, no. I, I, I kind of thought it too. <laughs> is it by Raps. chance Toronto? Yeah, it is. I mean, it well, doesn't really I'm not going to lie. They, I just, that they I do saw, play in a division with, with Brooklyn and New York. You think so guys like Jose Calderon, Jordan Clarkson. Jose Calderon doesn't play. Rodney, Rodney Hood. Kyle I would Corver, take Jordan Clarkson. to the finals. Ka- they've been there before. Well, I mean, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood. Kyle Corver would be the best bench player on Toronto by far. Jordan Clarkson's a starter Jordan. Are you, a lot of teams. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson's a great a great scorer off the bench. I would take Larry, I would take Larry Nance, Kyle Corver, uh Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood over any over any bench player on Toronto. Without without even blinking. Okay. And Toronto's a great team. I don't want this to be misconstrued like I'm hating on Toronto. You are hating on Toronto. I just want to bring it back to them. reality. You're saying the Cavs last no. 41 games last year, Cavs went 20 and 21. They went 12 and 1 in the playoffs. You know who the We've Ca- seen this time and time again with LeBron. They're running through systems. Kevin Love's injured. They're going to figure it out. And look, I'm sh- I think Toronto's probably the second best team in the East. I think they would beat Boston if they met them in the series in a series, but to say they're getting past Cleveland because they've had a great regular season, I mean Come on. Since, Regular since, season since means the Cavs nothing. went on that four-game win streak after they got all those players, they're a sub-500 team. What's, the, what's their record since the – they're like 6-4 and four since the trades? They won like – did they lose last night? Uh, no, they no, won – no, yeah, they lost to the Clippers. They lost 116-102 to the Clippers. Smith a playoff team in the good. West. A playoff team in the West. The Clippers just traded Blake Griffin. You have LeBron James. You, you they should, they go through night. the motions. Shane, I've said this so many times. 20 and 21 last year in the last 41 games. And what happened in the playoffs? I know it's a new year, new me, whatever. I get that. But this narrative that they're crumbling because they don't play well in the regular season is just ridiculous. Like, we've seen it. Like, LeBron's never had a they're team in the regular five season. since those trades. LeBron even That's said. a pretty decent record, especially when you're integrating new pieces and you're missing your yeah, second-best player it, yeah, who's a perennial a all-star. Decent record for a third seed, not a team getting out of the NBA. They could be the eighth uh, seed. The I, you know what? I hope they slip to the eighth seed, play Toronto in the first round, and bounce them 4-0. LeBron, That's what I hope. LeBron even said he's like – uh, he like had a quote in, in the they interviewed him and he was like yeah I don't care where we're seated it doesn't matter when you play I will me in the I will give you this credit the American media sleeps on Toronto so much and oh, yeah. it's like if to you, a fault like they don't even no they don't even like think they're an NBA franchise if you listen to them talk about Toronto they haven't watched one game I know the, they, they're just like they just see Demar Derozan for example highlights. the other day was just like yeah. Kyle Lowry's having a much better season. DeMar DeRozan have a much better yeah, season. Kyle Lowry's having a worse season than he Yeah, he's having the worst season of his last three. Probably, yeah. He's like, Kyle Lowry's playing much better. Lo- yeah. Numbers are a bit lower, yeah, but it's funny. They like they don't know anything no about credit, the Raptors. Definitely. No, they don't care. Don't like, care I think DeMar DeRozan probably by the end of the season could easily be a finalist for MVP, but I highly doubt it. I think Harden's got locked up. Oh, Harden will win. It's about like, I mean, you're... Being a finalist for DeMar DeRozan would be a yeah, career high I think he's top five right now. I, I, I think it would be a shock if Dwayne Casey doesn't get uh, coach of the year. Yeah, and Masai Ujiri doesn't shock. get executive of the year. I mean, I think mm. he deserves it, but I don't know if he's going to get it. Depending like, on, Cle- just, I, I think think on how should, Cleveland does in the playoffs, Kobe Allman might get GM of the year. Yeah, with the, his big moves. They didn't really make any big well, moves well, in Toronto. Well, the, the awards are voted before the playoffs, right? Yeah, true. The coach, yeah. I don't know. I don't but know even based on their seeding, you could see. Oh, I think after Masai Ujiri, especially said we, if they go on a big run to end the season. After, I think after Masai Ujiri last year said that we need a culture reset, and then the Raptors have Can actually they, been I able mean, to change their game and do what they're doing and yeah, shooting the three more. More that's on everyone. Everyone Casey, on that team could shoot. Everyone could shoot the three now. They have a bench that's, that's almost NBA. unstoppable. Unstoppable. 
Look at what Stop. they've done against the New Celtics. York. They play, look, they look played, at what they've done against. They played New York and Brooklyn every second game. Come on, no. Look, look at what they've done against the did the did against the Cavs last time. I know they Won only played like them three times five. this year, but look, like the Raptors are good. They're a good team. I'm not Masai Ujiri and I'm just saying Casey should both. They're a great team. I'm just I'm just saying that saying they have the best bench in the NBA and that they're locked to get out of the East is a huge overstatement. I think I don't think they're locked to get out of the East, but I think like do you think you have home court out throughout the playoffs? You're 28 and five. At they had home, home court against Brooklyn 31 a couple and years eight ago. against your own conference this don't year. They had home court streak. against Washington a couple two years ago. The lost four nothing. But you know they didn't have it right. No, they're a different team. I mean, Masai Ujiri. Just to speak on him being executive of the year, his biggest move was bringing in Serge Ibaka and Malachi Richardson. Like those aren't exactly culture changing moves. Like I, what he said is great, but I put a lot more than on the Dwayne Casey that, for changing no, the up the way they play. The fact that he's been able to find these players out of nowhere: OG Anobi, uh, Norman Powell, Jakob Podol. Jakob Podol was a Nagera, lot CJ CJ Miles was a good signing. Yeah, Malcolm Miller. Fred Van Fleet. Malcolm, you can't Van stop Fleet, talking about Van Malcolm Fleet. Miller. Yeah, why do you keep bringing stop up this Malcolm talking Miller? About Malcolm he had Miller. one good game. They have a, if we played one-on-one. They've on drafted one. well, absolutely, but yeah. Van Fleet, he's a good GM, Van Van no Fleet question. Was undrafted and signed Red by the Wichita Raptors. State. Yeah. And uh, to like, that point, I like Fred Van Fleet because he played at Wichita State. Like, hashtag go Shockers. Last year. But after. he's just, I mean, he's a replacement level player. Like, he doesn't bring too much to your team that another guy in his position couldn't. He'll score a bit. He moves the ball well. But for a guy undrafted, though, at no, like first for season, sure. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying, like, to go back to the coach of the year point, don't you think Popovich is going to win it? I mean, they're a good team with Kawhi Leonard. I know, I know. Like it's it's like the Michael Jordan. Then, yeah, he's like, he's, yeah, he is like a bit of a like legacy could, guy. He might not get it. To get them in the playoffs with the team they have without Kawhi Leonard is pretty impressive. <sighs> yeah, I don't know no, who I else agree. could win it besides Dwayne Casey, Who's Brad Stevens, coach? maybe Brad Stevens. Who's what? Denver's coach, uh, Mike Malone. Even Utah's coach could be in there because Snyder, Utah lost yeah. Kate, Gordon Hayward. No, I don't think you can be there if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you got to make the playoffs. Like. That's no, like to, to Aiden's point, I think I think San Antonio would have to be like I think top three for him yeah. to get coach of the year. Especially if I mean I would say probably third in the West is more impressive than first in the East. Yeah, but, probably. Sorry, Shane. What were you gonna say? Uh, we'll get back to the Raptors talk in just a minute. But first, we gotta go to commercials here on the Shane Clausing Show bills. and NR ninety two. We are back on the Shane Clausing Show and NR ninety two. Uh, just picking up on the Raptors talk. They're a good team, Declan. Yeah, I they're agree. They're a good team, and they should be arguing. I don't that. think they're, they're – anytime you – what are they, like 41 and 15 or something? Like they're they're, they're going to end up with team. the first seed. It's almost – like, that's not locked they, up. But they play Boston and Cleveland twice down the stretch here. So yeah, I mean, if they don't blow those games. Up. But, like, the East is uh, – Cleveland at, like, one point, they were, like, what, like two games out of the out of the sixth seed? Like, yeah. outside of the top two and then <laughs> Cleveland, it's pretty logjammed. But to all the way to eight. Yeah, I like I was, I was looking at the standings yesterday. Milwaukee was eighth. Yeah, so I was trying though. to work out like who I think my top five MVP candidates are, and obviously Giannis, great numbers, but being eighth in the East, like I, I don't think I can put. Who him is in there. your top five MVP? Is it like Harden? Harden Davis? number one, Davis number two. I, and it's like it's hard to put like Curry or Durant. It's, that's I, right. It's tough to put Curry or Durant because they obviously both have Danny each other. Lillard. That's an advantage. And Lillard gets Lillard yeah, should get up Lillard's there, yeah. in my top five. I think Lillard. I'd probably go. Just to finish off, I'd probably go Harden, Davis, LeBron, Demar, and Damian Lillard. Yeah, I'd probably have that in my top yeah, five. The order is like it's the order can switch. Order, and like you got, I think, I think it's pretty like, clear Harden's gonna win. Oh, I think sure. Davis would be second. It, it's yeah. amazing what the and then belt. I think you could have DeRozan. I'm amazing. not mad at Curry or Durant because yeah, best player on best team. Kind it's of amazing thing, what so. the Pelicans are doing without Boogie. Yeah, yeah, Davis. Like you, I, I thought they'd be bad, and but like I don't know the their track record with Boogie and Davis. Together has not been very good. Like no. after they made the trade at the very deadline last year, they team. were not very good. Very average. And team. then they weren't so good when the two of them were together this season. Like they kind of like were alternating injuries, yeah. and that was when they were winning their games. Like they don't fit each other too well. And Davis yeah. is a lot better playing at the five I, than he is playing. They both the play the same, just yeah. like a bully inside inside game. Yeah, I'm, it's just, it's it's just amazing to me how Demarcus Cousins has just everywhere he's gone. He's, he's almost like a Rudy Gay. Yeah, he really better. is. But but definitely, better. it's it's crazy. He puts up like. Like, I was, like, looking. Like, he puts up, like, Shaq numbers, but just no winning. It's tough to say he's, like, a really gay, though. I mean, like. He's definitely. <laughs> no, like, no, definitely. He was on sa- He's been to two teams, and one of them was he's the Sacramento Kings. No, like no, a Rudy no, no. Gay in terms steroids. of, like, his, yeah. his personality and. Yeah, he is, like. And just in moment, terms of being a good player, leaves, but doesn't translate better. to a winning culture. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I don't think I mean, Sacramento's well, better without him. No. No doubt. I agree. But. I mean, yeah. Sacramento's just. 
talk about bum franchises. Yeah. But. but they got De'Aaron Fox, and he locked up Lonzo Ball in that one March Madness game. Yeah, he I did. Think that's Drop, all he put, like, like, a 40-piece on him. And yeah. they got that uh, Buddy Heald, who I really like. I think that's, like, all... Like, Sacramento will always be able to say that. Like, the Lakers will be better, but they'll be like, yeah, but... Lonzo yeah. ducks yeah. De'Aaron Fox, and he locked him up that one March Madness game, and he's been scared of him ever since. I'm like, okay. You, you, you know what I found out about Sacramento and, like, the Kings? I guess when they built when they built their uh, first arena, like, when the team first came, uh, they thought they were going to get the Raiders. So they oh, actually really? started building. They thought they were going to get the A's, I think, and the Raiders. <laughs> Some, something like that. And uh, they actually started building part of the stadium. Sacramento. And then they found out they weren't getting it, so they just stopped. And there's actually still a construction site. No, not much like the actual bowl filled in. Yeah. Imagine how that would have changed the city. It's kind of like just like a like the third or fourth, like not even like third or fourth. It's way lower than that. Like the best city in California. Yeah. It's the capital. Like I don't know. I always hear they talk about like Team Alpha. Man. It's I was like going to say they I'm got like, the if you got some UFC gym Alpha there, that's a big deal. Like you're not really a big. City. You're not a big. City. Yeah. Apparently, their new arena is just like this. They built the seats way too steep. Like, even worse than Rogers. Oh, really? So there's people who've been falling down. I don't know how you can, like, say that. Like, have you ever been to, like, some of the soccer stadiums in, like, Latin America or in, like, Camp New? If you've been there, like, it feels like you're walking up the side of a mountain in the upper deck. (laughs) It's it's great. Like, that's that's how you get good sight lines and stuff. But, I don't know, I guess old people just can't handle it. Do you guys want to talk Oilers for a bit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Always down. So, Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick, two guys who work for Sportsnet, they Mm. are... They have a podcast called called 31, 31 Thoughts. Thoughts. Elliot Friedman posts a blog every week, and he, yeah. and he basically says what's up in the NHL, what's happening, why mm-hmm. did something happen. Well, an interesting conversation came on. If you guys remember, uh, Paul Coffey got hired oh, as like, yeah, an yeah, assistant yeah, yeah. development role mm-hmm. or whatever. And Merrick and Friedman were basically talking that maybe it could be a potential coaching change. I've thought this since day one. You don't just bring in a random guy midseason, a part of the coaching staff, to just be there and sit there. Like, remember remember when Craig McTavish got hired as, was like, different, a scouting role, and then within the lo- next four months, he was GM? Yeah, a little bit different. So here's how the conversation went. Jeff Merrick says, Jeff Merrick says, didn't the owner, Cates, want a coaching move at, during the season? Wasn't it after the Dallas game? Friedman replies, yeah, there's been some rumblings about that. Merrick says, Wayne Gretzky was on on the road trip, Friedman. There's been a rumor about that. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. He was on the last road trip, by the way. Poor guy. <laughs> and then Merrick says, every time I, I talk to anyone there, Kate's is fuming. Friedman says, I agree with that. Friedman then is like, who's making the call? Is it Kate's? Is it Nicholson? Is it Shirelli? Is it Wayne Gretzky? Is it somebody else? Merrick then says, and what's Paul Coffey's role? Friedman? My guess is he ends up coaching. But I don't know if that's head coach or assistant coach. Um, do you want do, do no. these guys want Connor McDavid to leave? Well, he can't. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess he could request a trade, but they don't have to trade him. Um, like, have they not learned anything? Well, it doesn't the, matter. Like, it's like it's Dar- the the whole organization is just Daryl Cates and friends is what it's like. It's like, and he just does whatever they want. He does what they want for him because he wants to be one of the cool kids. It's kind of sad really it's just a weird relationship i mean like you have a gm who's incapable of handling the cap and then you're going to try who's going to be the next replacement once shirelli goes low low comes back for the second no it's going to be gretzky i'm almost certain it'll be gretzky he can't though well he does too many things there's a reason that he's around the team again i mean he wasn't around the team he was doing had nothing to do with the team for how long he also now suddenly he's back Traveling with the team, hanging out with the team, taking a role with the team. He, they want something with him. Either they just want to hang out with him, which wouldn't be the most surprising <laughs> thing, but they, or they want a job for him. I mean, it's. I honestly think that looking back, when we're like 50 years old, we'll be like, man, the Oilers were the worst sports organization in the world for like they 15 like- years, and no one really talked about it because they had good fans and they got McDavid and stuff like that. But really, I think it's like. It's kind of like a almost like a weird corrupt organization in a way. It's like a mini FIFA. Yeah, it's just like I don't I'm understand not a mini the way FIFA, it works. That's a bit of a stretch, but sounds like a pretty hot take. Aiden. I think it is. I, I mean, no, I think it's ridiculous how just you get the best. You get so lucky getting the best player in the world. There, I said it. Best player in the world. He's McDavid does things you never see. Mm-hmm. You get the best player in the world, but yet you you have one good season. 
you put your team in cap hell basically. And now now th- now there's talk even even looking at what what they're doing with Clefbaum. Uh, Clefbaum's hurt. He's going to miss the next two games because he had to have a mini surgery. So what? They're showcasing him. What are you trying to win for? Yeah, yeah I don't maybe 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 like Liam said last week, Todd's fighting for his job. Yeah, that was me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't get the cleft bomb thing. I mean, are they? Maybe they're just like oh, we don't want to play anyone else because we're so bad. Like maybe injured cleft bombs an upgrade, and they're like the Oilers are like I don't think they're a team. Like I know everyone's saying they should tank, but they're not. Like they're not going to do that. Like they're not in that. Posi- they're they they're can. in that position, but they're not in that mindset. And I don't think they want to go back into that mindset. So maybe that's the reason why they're doing what they're doing. But. Like, I don't want to be playing Clefbaum, but what's the point of showcasing him while he's injured? Why would you want to s- trade him? He's on one of the best contracts in the NHL for a young defenseman. Okay, they could, uh, the Oilers need defensemen. That's true, but also, like, I don't see them getting a ton of value from him. He's played one full season in his career without an injury. Like, he's an injury, injury-prone injury player. He's very good on a very good contract, but I don't think a team's going to sum for him or anything with his injuries history, the fact he can't really get through a season. He's a great player on a good contract, but... Yeah, like he's only played 140 games. Yeah, he's played 140 games in like five seasons almost now. Yeah, no. With one of them being a lockout, but But, still. But still, even, why would you want to trade it if he's in a contract like that? 4.1 million until he's like 29? I mean, for them to move. I mean, that sucks for him. That's the one good move, one of the only good moves Shirley made, signing Clefbaum to that long contract. I don't see how they can trade any defenseman. I mean, like. I know that, like, Secker would be the guy you move, but he has a no-movement clause. A 5.5 mil. Um, you'd have to retain salary on that, too. I'm fine with him as a player. It's, it's you know, see what happens with the training camp. But, like, to trade Larson or Clefbaum, that's just, like, I don't know. What it, What is the plan on that? I don't think you improve by trading them. I don't think you get a better player. I don't think you're going to get a better player than either of them in free agency. Unless you're giving so. out that first-round pick, that assuming it doesn't turn into Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, I think I think they have to consider trading that. I think they should. Yeah, uh, they, they really do because they want a guy bad. A team's going to give you. Yeah, they'll something give something up for, for it, but someone desperate like maybe maybe not not St. <laughs> Louis, but there's not much, they're not much of a team. There's not much of a farm. They're in a pretty rough cap situation. Apparently, apparently, Friedman was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if the entire coaching staff in Bakersfield goes. Which, well, I mean. I mean, when, the Oilers, like, I've brought this up on the podcast, too. There's three players in the last yeah, but eight years who are playing in the NHL that were drafted outside the first round. Is that the coach's fault? I mean, you had Todd Nelson, you had before. No, but it's and also they didn't management, develop then. I think it's management and scouting. I think they, like, there's something to be said about development, but there's also something to be said about picking the wrong players. I mean, you can develop guys as much as you want, but maybe they're just picking the wrong players. And then, like, the guys you pick, I mean, they're up in the NHL in one year, and then you're treating him like Anton Slepeshev and he's playing fourth line with no power play no penalty kill and you're wondering why he doesn't have any numbers it's like the thing I'm interested to see what they do is with Ryan Strom because there's been remember early in the year in like November there was talk Shirelli wanted Strom gone because he wasn't filling in his role even though Strom's having his second best season I think he's gonna be the third line center next year I like he's fit well on that third line with uh, Slepeshev yeah I think he's probably third line center next year and then they who have whoever is a fourth line center and they play Nuge on a wing. I feel like they move. They should consider dropping Lucic down, kind of like what Boston has done with Bacchus. I don't think there's any reason to have Lucic in the top six. No, it just slows just everything no reason down. For him it's on just, the top six. It's like you're playing a five, well, I mean, four on five. Well, why keep Lucic on the top six when you got Puljujarvi, who's better than who's playing better than him? You got Slepeshev, who's playing better than him. Karras playing better than him. I'd say drop Kajula. I would drop Kajula and Lucic off the top six in a heartbeat. Move Nuge onto a wing and move, you know, rotate in Slepeshev, Kara, someone like that, pull Yarvi onto that second or first line. Mm-hmm. Since the Oilers are getting a first, like a very high first round pick, I sure hope they put a package together for Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, I think they have to think about I that. I think honestly. Arizona wants picks, prospects. Yeah. No, I think they really should think about that. That's going to be the number one. Getting yeah. a guy like a Nugent Hopkins and a first round pick, that's pretty good you yeah. get you get larson at 5.5 until end of next season i think that's the only way like a nugent hopkins trade is acceptable at least for me is if it's packaged into an ekman larson uh maybe in a crazy world a carlson something like that obviously would take more than that but like an ekman larson a carlson and a, but no one below that really like you don't want to make a move like a like nugent hopkins for some like tyson berry or anything crazy like that 
no. think Ekman Larson's kind of the guy you look at. They, I, I think they have to look at it. Yeah, I don't. If you're getting rid of Clefbaum, there better be someone coming back. It's like when they got rid of Eberly and Pitlick last year. There was no one coming back. Everyone just thought, oh, yeah, they'll be fine. But I don't like a trade with Nugent Hopkins and Clefbaum for Larson. I think the first-round pick in one of those guys is enough to get Ekman Larson out of Arizona. I I don't think so. I think they're going to want a lot more because Edmonton has no prospects. I don't make that trade. I don't make a trade with Clefbaum and Nugent Hopkins for him. I mean, If you're Edmonton, though, you're desperate, and you've been wanting a top-pairing defenseman since Chris Pronger left. I mean, I wonder if Shirelli is bold enough to make that move is the question. I wonder if Shirelli's here. Um, at the end of next year yeah that's another question but if he is here if he's bold enough to make that move he's I don't know I guess either he's desperate and he makes a big move and he hopes it works out to keep his job or he's gun shy and he does nothing to try to keep his job and hope the team turns around I mean there's little very little middle ground there yeah I would say yeah very very little very little ground that's for sure yeah is McDavid going to win the Hart? What's your Hart trophy looking like? I was ta- debating with a few people on Twitter about the Hart trophy well let's see I, I think McDavid's going to win it I think Taylor Hall should go in there uh, I think just it, for what he's done, he's playing with two rookies. I think it should line. be McKinnon, Hall, and McDavid in the final three. Uh, McDavid's it, numbers are going to help him, but the fact the Oilers aren't going to make the I playoffs was just gonna say, is going to hurt him. How do you win it when your team is Kucherov, there's no way Kucherov can win it. They got like a points. Norris you're, Trophy. You're ca- really going to shut out your potential leading scorer in the NHL for the Hart Trophy? They got a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman. They got a Vesna winning goalie, almost certainly. Steven Stamkos is his center. He plays the wing. I don't know how. I mean, you give it. You could give it to him based on being the best player on the best team, which is kind of generally how that award works, anyways. I, yeah. But I, I don't see. I mean, that's just a really good team to give him the. Uh, I just don't think you should get it if your team success is that. I, poor. I think like we got to wait until the playoffs because well, they, you you, they you they look at Nathan McKinnon. Colorado might not make the playoffs, but everyone's talking about him as MVP. What about Taylor Hall? What if they don't make the playoffs? New Jersey's only four points. Yeah, up. I mean, I like. I think McDavid, Hall, and McKinnon as of right now would be the top, but Malkin should be he is, involved in the conversation. He he's must, been on fire. He must be the most underrated player. In the I think game. he's the most underrated player in NHL history. He's insanely good. 84 points in 64 games. He has <laughs> he's insanely 11 good. points more than Sidney Crosby, and he's on the second line. Yeah, no, he's he's ridiculous. He's one of the most underrated players ever. Like Taves, people say Taves is a better player than him. When has Taves ever been better than Malkin? Never. Like, it's not, never. <laughs> never. Not never. even in his, at his best. Is he better than Malkin at his worst? And they had all that success. Yeah. yeah. Eric Stahl, too, is another name. Yeah, Eric Stahl is one that they were talking about. Like, I don't. Who does he play for in Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. I don't know. That'd be a throwback if you want it. Yeah, no kidding. Me back, back young to again. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. He wears too big of a helmet. That if if it's mine, I think ice cream. My top three, I'd say, is Malkin, McDavid, and Hall. between Hall and McKinnon, depending on who makes the playoffs. Yeah, well, like I don't know. McDavid. This is the toughest Hart Trophy decision they've had to make. Yeah, the NHL awards are going to be pretty boring, but the Hart Trophy, there's a debate for sure. Like every other, everything else is pretty cut and dry. I think. I if you guys had to uh, guess based on what decision the NHL is going to make, who would you think it'll be? Well, uh, McDavid. You think it'd be McDavid? I think it'd be McDavid. I, there's yeah, I'm, we're being biased, obviously, but they love. Yeah, like, it. I'm speaking shock, like from the NHL perspective. I think they Malkin. love to give it to the Art Ross Trophy winner or a guy from a big mark from like a big market team like a pittsburgh that's really popular in the states so Kucherov's gonna win the art ross yeah kutrov uh i think mcdavid could win the art ross he's been on fire lately so he if you look at the description he is the most valuable player to any team yeah i think him and hall are the two most valuable players to their team for sure but they don't ever give it on that so what do you like the norris trophy it's got to be klingberg hey does he still have a million points like let's take a look headman is also there I was uh, gonna say, who would your top three Norris candidates know, be? Um, Norris, say, it's Barzell or Norris. Norris, I'm defenseman. Thinking. Defenseman. Yeah. Hmm. Dead air. I love this. Get those stats up, Shane. Do you nah. Do you see Tank's tweet? <laughs> they. Uh, I think it should be. Yeah, Klingberg, fifty-seven points Klingberg, in sixty-eight games. Yeah, Klingberg and John Carlson Hedman. too. Remember John Carlson Ed. from the World Juniors. Good John Carlson. Best he's been good back. for Washington forever. He's really a, he's their best defenseman. Yeah, has been for a while. Anyways, Vesna will be Vasilevsky almost for sure. Hey, yeah, that's a Barzal lot with Besser out. It'll be Barzal. Yeah, for sure for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's gonna be no, so. not even close. And coach of the year is gonna be the Vegas boy. Yeah, the, they'll win executive and coach of the year. You think executive? Yeah, he drafted that what about team. Ke- what about Wait, Kevin Chevel Dayoff? Nah, 
It's going to be the Vegas guy. I mean, unless they just don't want to give it to both so. of them, I think that he would win it. I think Shovel Dayoff's definitely in the conversation, just what they've done with Winnipeg and how patient he's been. And, like, he developed all those guys. So. Yeah, I think I think it's got to be the Vegas guy. I'd be really surprised Ron if Ron Hextall wasn't. might be a... No. I don't, I don't think he'll win nah. it, but he, Dude, Ron he Hextall, might get the nominee. That team is not a good team. They're just, like, playing out of their skin, really. That's my opinion. I'm a Philadelphia fan. They're my Eastern Conference team, but that's not that good of a team. But, like, I like to see what's going on with Sean Couturier having a really good season after being really, like, they forced him into a third-line center role, and they are like, he's not a goal scorer. He's, and now he's, you know, actually gotten, gotten a chance to put up numbers, and he's putting them up, so that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to go to commercial. It's been a while. It's been, like, 20 minutes, actually. Sure that was, has. That was, a good, that was a good 20 minutes. We'll be back with, with some uh, Tiger Woods talk. <sighs> Yeah. Here on the Shane Clausing Show and NR92. Beat him on cardio. We are back on the Shane Clausing Show and Crazy. NR92. Shane Clausing, Declan Kruger, Aiden Sanders here in the studio. Sure. Tiger Woods. Tied for the lead now. Tied for the tied lead. Tied for the lead. Corey Connors has come back, so he's six under tied for the lead. So there you go. What do you think, Shane? I hope Tiger Woods wins the Masters because that, be that would be the sports story of 2018. Yeah, it would be. I mean, if he wins any of them, he'd be a, it's a big... If he wins one tournament, it's a big story. If he wins a ma- uh, major, it's a huge story. Oh, heads up. Corey Connors is at eight under right now through six holes. Uh, Tiger, two back. Here, give me a sec. I think he's. I think he bogeyed the last hole, to be honest with you. Uh, here, give me a sec. Yeah, he, on mine, he's seven under through eight, so they're tied for the lead on the PGA Tour website. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. tied for the lead. Um, he's playing really well, and he actually looks like it's it's definitely like sustainable. Tiger. It's not like a flash in the pan. He was tied for 12th at the Honda. He didn't make the one cut, uh, which is a course that he's never been very good at. And then, you know, before that, he made the cut. He played pretty well. And then his own tournament, which doesn't really count, he played really well in. But he actually looks like he's healthy, which is a big thing. Like, Wasn't there a point in his career where you went, like, 15 years without missing a cut? Something yeah. like that. 10, uh, 15 years. The interesting stat is that this weekend, Spieth and Tiger played in the same group, and Spieth t- passed Tiger for career cuts already. That's great. So no Spieth's way. missed more cuts than Tiger has in his whole career. And then you got to think that, like, the last whatever, like, f- ever since the car accident and the whole wife thing, he's been, he missed more cuts after that than he did before that. So, like, yeah. his numbers are, like, even skewed worse than they should be. So I, I think the craziest thing I saw is, like, Corey Connors was is ranked like 650th in the world for golf, and yeah. Tiger Woods is like 350th. Yeah, so, well, Corey Connors is a rookie, and he actually missed Monday qualifying, so he shouldn't have been playing in the tournament. But then on, like, Wednesday night, someone got a fl- got the flu, so that's how he got in. He oh, was really? a late replacement, mm-hmm. yeah. So, now he's tearing it up, nah, making t- most like, of it. I don't know, I guess when you're, when you're, Tiger was like 1,500th in the world before the beginning of the season, so you just go out there and play, and you're going to explode up the rankings, so... I mean, Corey Connors after this weekend is going to move up to like 300. He'll probably be right around Tiger. If Tiger wins, like, he's like, he, he goes to the Masters, hey? Yeah, if you win, you're in the Masters. You so, Any tournament? Yeah, I think you get to play in every major, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, if you win a tournament, you have like a two-year exemption to everything except for WGC events. Yeah, some of t- I was looking at some of Tiger's numbers, and they're hilarious. I just laugh at them. He's so much better than anyone else. I, I just remember it used to be like every weekend you turn on the TV. Tiger Woods is Yeah, dating. if he played, he was going to win. Tiger Woods. Like, yeah, he's got, like, his craziest stat is that, like, one of the craziest ones to me is the WGC events. I think he has, like, 19 WGC wins, which are, like, really exclusive, really hard to get into. It's only the best players in the world. And, like, he's got more wins of those than Dustin Johnson has wins on tour. And Dustin Johnson's the biggest winner on tour recently. It's just sad that all that stuff happened. Like, he, he'd already yeah. be past. Like, if that stuff didn't happen, he'd be, he'd be the like yeah, the, the big or... thing is the the whole uh, wouldn't have a drink like Arnold Palmy though. Yeah, the no. whole the whole wife thing did him did him in because like obviously his body was on a clock no matter what happened. So those like extra that extra two years that he lost out of his prime because of all that nonsense cost him a lot. Because I heard, granted, I don't really know anything about golf, but I heard he had a stroke that was really unsustainable. Like just the form yeah, no, he definitely he did. Okay, yeah, 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 he did, and that like contributed. Yeah, to so like as well. he was like I don't know, he's just like. The guy is OCD to the max. Like, he's the best player in the world at, like, 18, changes his swing, and still is the best player in the world, changes his swing again while he's still winning, and then he, like, then he gets injured and, like, stops golfing for two years, and then he's changing his swing, like, every three weeks. It's like, no kidding. That's, like, so hard on your body, so hard on your mind, on your confidence and everything. But now he's just got, like, a really fluid, repeatable golf swing. And he's hitting the ball long, too. He's, like, the longest driver uh, in the tournaments that he's played in so far, 
which is impressive for a 40-year-old with a fused back. And no wife to go home to at night. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's not cold. doing too bad for himself. Is he still with himself. his kids either? Or? Yeah, he's I with his – oh, uh, well, they got, like, joint custody. So How old are his kids? Not young anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say they gotta be like around our age. Why, Declan? You hit? No, nah, they're up. not our age. They're way younger than <laughs> oh, us. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, they're not like they're probably like junior high age now. Okay, yeah, good years. Yeah, his Coming wife did good, eh? Just you know, divorce Tiger for half everything, and then marry some billionaire that's executive. The, that's really? the move, I think. Yeah, I think that's, that's how you gotta do that's it. The, if you're a Swedish model, only only a few can pull it off, but that's yeah. the way to go, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I hope he wins. I hope he wins the Masters. Oh. I'd be happy if he won everything. Could so. you imagine the TV ratings if he won the Oh, the Masters? TV ratings they are ridiculous. Explode. The Sunday TV rating for the Honda Classic when he made, like, at the end of the round when he jumped into contention, they're the number one viewed sporting event uh, for the day, and that's with the Olympics being on. Yeah, so, like, the guy brings numbers. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's cra- some people just do that. Like, some people just draw ratings no matter their performance. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, like the biggest guy I can Some people become like, stars and some people just don't. Another just like. boxing reference. Like, Adrian Broner's like that. Like, yeah, faces elite bomb. competition, can't hang for a second, but still brings in ratings. Yeah, no, nah, he's like, so. I don't know. If he wins this, it'd be pretty awesome. I'm looking. I'm rooting for him. What else you guys want to talk about? We got. How much time we got? We got 15 minutes? 14 minutes? I don't know. What are we. What. What else is in the, like, sporting news world? really took me a while to get that out there. The sporting news world. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much. What did everyone do last night? Just chill? Yeah. I worked. How's work last night, Declan? It was okay. I listened to some let's podcasts. T- let's just talk about uh, Deontay Wilder let's really quick. Let's do it. Who? You familiar with the, the Bronze Bomber, Shane? No. Who? 40-0. Former IHOP waiter. Yeah, former IHOP waiter. He'd work... Imagine him working on IHOP, actually. Could you imagine? He'd be a great him? server, really. The guy's funny. <laughs> he, yeah, he's funny, but not exactly articulate. Yeah, no, not exactly. <laughs> but could you articulate. imagine just him, like, walking up to your table? like? Yeah, he's huge. He's, he's like just, six, just a giant, seven, yeah. 220, just built. Now, the heavyweight division in boxing has become extremely interesting. Yeah, for, like, it, for the, the first time. they're all no good, and they're, like... Pardon? They're, they're, all, they're all just so average, and they match up so well with each other. But they're, like... We yeah, but they're good because everyone else yeah, is so below is so average. Yeah. What's up with Triple G and that big fight? Oh yeah, well Canelo, Canelo was a tested drug. positive for clenching. So no, I, I do, do you believe it was like tainted? I think meat? it was tainted. I, I do too. Yeah, but I still don't. There's like no Canelo. precedent for like I, I don't. I know that the Triple G camp's not really trying to get anything. Obviously, they don't want to no. have that fight be canceled. No, they need no one's really pushing for a suspension. For but it, there's no there's no precedent for a Clint Buterall suspension at micro trace levels. Uh, I know like. Barrera, Morales, it's like, a, big problem in like a bunch of people tested positive for it. It just like it's a common thing because yeah. it just like leans out the meat basically. Mm-hmm. So there's only like the only athlete I know of that got suspended for it was Alberto Contador. He's a cyclist. He was like the best in the world, and he got suspended for a full year for it. But Damn. I think it was more because of cycling's reputation yeah. and the fact that he was on the same team as Lance Armstrong when it happened Shout and out. had been like. Basically, he went from, like, Team Discovery, which got shut down when the whole team got caught for doping. And then he moved on to Team Astana, which is what, which is the team Lance Armstrong made his big comeback on. And then, like, all of them got suspended. So, they got him. But there's no no, uh, but, no suspension likely. But to answer your question, yeah, the fight will certainly go on. There's just too much money to be mm-hmm. made. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. We'll if, be if it makes Oscar De La Hoya money, it'll happen. Yeah. We'll no be matter back. what. We'll be back on the Shane Clausing Show in NR92. Next, we're going to talk about Vladimir Putin and the KHL. Oh, yeah, we got okay. I completely forgot about that. Right here, Shane Clausing Show, NR92. We are back here on the Shane Clausing Show and NR92. Talking Vladimir Putin and SKA <laughs> Moscow. Are they uh, St. Petersburg or Moscow? Moscow, I think. Moscow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The team has Moscow in the name. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't know anything about that league, but that Twitter thread was crazy and awesome but the least surprising thing i think i've ever read in my life okay for, for those who don't know the khl basically it's Co- an election corruption year in, in russia are you serious yeah. it's an election year in russia and vladimir putin's favorite team is ska moscow right yeah so what they did was they basically got all the teams in the league to trade their best players to ska moscow mm-hmm. so they could train together for the olympics and potentially win the gold medal at the olympics and then yeah. he and, and also win the championship. And it's so rigged. This one team, I guess, had like 51 penalty minutes against them in a playoff game. Yeah, and like That's in the hard. overtime. No fighting. <laughs> and then in the overtime, they had penalties. Like they had like four penalties in the 20-minute overtime. Like that's laughable. 
And, and it, it's so ridiculous. And the guy, it's funny. I, when I was at TSN the other day, the one guy. Oh, way to name drop there. We 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 had we had a, we had the guy who put, posted the thread on uh, on the on a the the Dave Jameson show. Oh yeah. Shout out Uncle Dave for those of you who don't know. It's my uncle. Does Uncle Dave listen? Probably not. Probably not. Oh, <laughs> I should definitely send him the links though. Yeah, send him sending him. Yeah, that's a. I'm dropping the ball. Continue there. your All right, thought. Continue. Anyway, so. He basically said, I don't know why this blew up in North America. Like, this this is com- common knowledge in Russia. Everyone knows about this. Well, I think in America – I don't know. I also don't know why it blew up because I was like – when I was reading that, I was just laughing because it's like – it's crazy, but it's so unsurprising. But I think everybody loves a little corruption story, and I think they love when it's going on somewhere that's not their own backyard. They can just make every country – like, hey, man, that Russia is so horrible, which I'm not saying it's not, but, like, come on. You telling me there's not some corruption in American sports that they don't get that they don't talk about? No, j- just the fact that a president of a country is just like I want my sports team to win that bad. Well, it's like an interesting thing. Like I think Vladimir Putin just is like he's so power hungry and he wants kind of Russia to be like Soviet Union Russia and yeah. be like a world power. And he loves hockey, so he looks at like the Red Army team what it was back in the day when they would go over to the NHL and challenge teams, and he kind of wants wants a little bit of that for himself. So that's where that's where for me it comes from. Have you guys heard about that stuff in China? Yeah. How China is so no, president's going to be yeah. president forever? Yeah, he just took he away just like a legislation. Yeah, he just passed to become some empire. Well, like Vladimir Putin has that. He just didn't He's pass been, a yeah, I was shocked when I saw how long Putin had He been just in didn't pass a bill yeah. to say that no one could run against him. He just kills everyone who runs against exactly. him. Exactly. So like, yeah, when I was reading that, that's why when I was reading that thread, I was like, what's the big deal about this? Like the guy kills his political dissidents. He sends, yeah, like he corruption s- in Russia? Are yeah, you serious? He sends like, spies. He sends spies over to kill former government workers Speaking with of nerve which, agents. You, you guys seen Red Sparrow? Nah. No. Jennifer Lawrence. Look, looks, looking good in that movie. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Then did you see, like, I laughed at that offside challenge. Like, that is an outrageous offside challenge. I'm like, I think I've seen worse calls in the NHL than that offside <laughs> challenge that they just ignored. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that story when he compared that team that they played against to the Charleston Chiefs. They're the Charleston Chiefs of the KHL. <laughs> he's, like, they live in, he's like, they live in, what did he say? They live in Hamilton except without the Hamilton charm. I'm like, what is the charm of living in Hamilton, Ontario? <laughs> like, it's like, they're like, they're saying, talking about it, comparing it to like they're like it's the Hamilton of Russia. I'm like that's got to be like one of the worst cities yeah, in the world. Yeah. Like, those guys. Like, yeah. It's just gross. Apparently, it's just like steel mills. Yeah, just steel mills. There's like factories. I think there's like twenty thousand people in the town. Yeah. The KHL is a weird league. Like they have teams in like China. Yeah, I know. Latvia. Like, yeah, they have a team in China. Latvia. They have a team. I like, understand Latvia. North like Korea wanted a KHL team. Apparently, well, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna work out. But. <laughs> Yeah, that's I would like, love to go to North Korea. I just Kim Jong, if you listen to this, send, like, me, a, so send much, me a pass. There's so much disparity in that league. Like Why that team's got to play against the team from Moscow. Like that, that's like basically just like a third world city, <laughs> and then they got to play against Moscow. So, like, some of their flights are just like nine yeah, hours too. Apparently, the 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 flights would be brutal. I know there's like the one team that like a lot of guys playing, and when I looked it up, it's like literally just like it's just like across the strait from South Korea. It's like. In the most southeast corner of Russia, it's crazy. Yeah. But that league's ridiculous. Yeah. And like Datsuk plays on that team, Kovalchuk. Yeah, there's a team called like A M U R Amur, and it's literally isolated from everyone. Yeah, I know. It's basically at the very end of Russia, on the right side of the map. Close How long to does it take to fly from one oh end of God, Russia to the other? Eight hours. Yeah, like, eight hours at least. Yeah, when I went to Europe, I was talking to this guy at a bar, and he was like, I was like, yeah, he, he'd been to the Calgary Stampede, just a random thing. This guy from Czech Republic just loved the Calgary Stampede. And he, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, a, it's a short drive to uh, Edmonton from Calgary. And they're like, oh, yeah, what a short drive mean? We're like, oh, like three and a half hours. He's like, okay, it's actually a short, uh, short drive, you know? He's like, you guys, some people say like six hours is a short drive. And then he's like, in Russia, they're like, <laughs> it's just a short drive, and it's like 10 hours away. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the thing about that story that's hilarious is he's just like you know we got to win the olympics so we just put them all on the same team and then they can have an easy season i'm like is that really and, like and, what and, and just for the cherry on top we're going to win the championship yeah they're like we'll win the olympics someone, then, should, like, someone should do an interview with like kopal chuck dadzuk so what was it like playing on the anything. team that you knew that was going to win well they wouldn't say anything like I don't even know if it's true for they their life. Be, I think they're nah, a little bit complicit in it. Like, I don't yeah, think I'm, they yeah, feel that all that bad about it. No, they w- they wouldn't. That's why I say they'd be open to it because yeah. Putin's like, I got, my, I won. I love you guys. You guys are the best. You're my friends. Yeah, that's what, like the one You're thing he said. He's like, <laughs> literally, he's like, they are. Every yeah, time they win yeah. the world championships, they get invited. The hockey team gets invited to like the Kremlin, whatever. Yeah, whatever their place of 
Yeah, that was like the interesting thing Democracy is he was is. like, the guy said at the end of the article, Democracy. he's like, I feel bad for Pavel Datsuk because he's just a hockey player who's been caught up in this. I'm like, but has he really? Like, has he really just been caught up in it? Like, he went back to Russia to play on the biggest team in the country for a big contract, probably knowing what was going to happen. He knew and the Red Wings were going down. Like, a lot of those people are like, they might not say it over here in America, but they're big Putin fans. Like, Putin is good for the rich in, in the country of Russia. So why are they going to be that mad about it, right? Exactly. Like, it's a, it, I'm sure there's like, a, I'm sure Putin and him are like buddy buddy too. I think like you could have a much deeper conversation about like the this whole thing with Putin and get into politics and everything and go beyond sports, but we don't want to do that. No, we don't. We don't. Save that for another podcast. I guess so. I could talk about that for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you, anything else? Uh, let, let, let's do shout outs. Let's do shout outs. Declan. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. where can people find you in the DMs? Um, it's a good question. So my Twitter is at Declan Kruger. Instagram, D Krugs. Uh, Facebook, Declan Ianthorpe Kruger. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else do I have? Email, Declan.Kruger14 at gmail.com. Right. Um, my home LinkedIn? address is for, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, so definitely give me a follow. Let me know what you think of the show. I'd be interested to hear real opinions. Aiden? Uh, Twitter, a standard two Instagram, the exact same a standard two. Um, yeah, that's a pretty much it. Follow me on Twitter. I, uh, tweet a lot yeah. about different Good things. Twitter. Good Twitter. Yeah. Shane, what about you? You can follow me on Instagram at Shane C 15 Twitter at Shane C 6 I tweet out some fake stats sometimes and yeah. yeah. And change your Twitter name from Euler zero zero zero, which I think it really should be. Ah, no. Why'd you change it from more yeah, than that? Yeah, that was. Because no one knew who I was, and I gained more followers. You can't be looking like a homer. <laughs> can't be looking like a homer for, for when you go big. No, sadly not. Wow, wow. Sadly not. That's the way it goes. Hey, it's, on the Dave Jameson show today, we got uh, Oilers 000. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyways, thanks, boys, for coming on. This is another episode of the Shane Clausing Show here every Saturday from 1 to 2 we miss on you, NR92. Ma'am. Enjoy your Saturday or whatever day you listen to this on. And we're out. Peace. Bye, LJ. We miss you. Hashtag pray for LJ. Hashtag pray for LJ. This show's dedicated to him. Mm Mm-hmm.